I want to begin my reading this morning uh, in a couple of places. We're going to read in Matthew chapter 28, uh, and you can hold that place and go over to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Again, if you got your Bibles and you want to go to Matthew chapter 28 uh, and hold that uh, thought for just a moment, and let's go over to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Again, Matthew chapter 28, 1 Corinthians chapter 2. I was thinking about a song uh, the other day, and I began to sing it. And uh, The name of the song is Without Him, but there's a part of that song that goes on to say, Like a ship without a sail. Now I want you to, to, to ponder on that this morning, like a ship that's without a sail. If I told you that there was a boat out in the water today, and it was a ship without a sail, you're going to tell me that, that that ship or that boat has two options. It can either go with the current or man-made paddles can try to move that boat instead of the wind. Now, we know that John chapter 3 teaches us that the Spirit of God is like the wind. It bloweth where it listeth. But what I want you to think about this morning, what is the direction you have in your life? We're going to drill that down just a little bit more this morning. What's your purpose? What's your purpose in life? What's your purpose this month? What's your purpose today? And I'll even go as far as to say this. What's your purpose here at Shallow Missionary Baptist Church on this Sabbath day? What is your purpose? With the exception of maybe a few people here this morning, most every one of us had a choice to be here today. So the question now becomes, what do you want to get out of the service? What do you want to get out of coming together again? If you want to gather maybe a cup of coffee after a while, okay, but you have missed the mark. If you want to come this morning maybe to see uh, what kind of tie the preacher's got on, great. I can tell you, well, I can tell you now that I've looked, it's a yellow tie, good. But you've missed the mark. If you come here today to worship and serve Jesus, we're starting to understand what our purpose is, not just in our life, but even specifically for this very hour. There's so much out there that talks about people that have a purpose in their life. Not only are they healthier, they're not lonely and depressed because they realize they have a purpose. For all these people that roam around in this world that they don't have Christ in their life, how lonely could it be in the middle of a million people and still totally isolated because you do not have that relationship with Jesus? There are people today that gather together by the tens of the thousands in the church house, and the church house is that many in there. But people gather together by the tens of thousands, yet they are all alone because they're not in harmony with those that are there or whatever the, the situation and circumstance may be. They've missed out on what their purpose is. Paul here in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 2, he's going to let everybody know, specifically the people of Corinth, what his purpose is. And it's the cross of Jesus Christ. I'm going to tell you that right now. Folks, the whole purpose by which we're here today is the cross of Jesus Christ. The whole purpose of our living in this world and our being in our life today is the cross of Jesus Christ. A lot of times we'll get up and we'll face the day and we're going to say, what should I do to accomplish this task or that task? But really and truly, we have to ask ourselves, how can we live our life in a way that the people know that our life and our day is about the cross of Jesus Christ? I want you to read, if you will, the very first verse. And I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, 
declaring unto you the testimony of God. Notice how he sums it all up. For I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified. Paul has journeyed to this place called Corinth. And he wanted the people to know. He said, I'm here and I'm here for one reason and one reason only. Now, do I believe that Paul did other things for people? Yes. Do I believe that you and I, as we go through this world, do I believe that we can do other things for other people? We help other people or we teach other people or we feed other people. We do a lot of things for people in our life, or at least I hope that we do. But Paul said he wanted it clear to those people. He said, I want you to know that there is one main reason by which I'm here. He said, it's the cross of Jesus Christ where he said, I'm determined to know anything, not to know anything among you, say Jesus Christ and him crucified. Paul said, for I am determined. You know, when Paul means that word determined, he said, I am making it a choice. He said, I am making it a point to point out to you people that my purpose in this life is the cross of Jesus Christ. Folks, when Jesus himself was born into this world, his life was not about just the life that he was going to live. It was about the cross that he was going to go to for you and for me. Folks, if Jesus' life was about the cross, what's our life going to be about? It's not about our cross or our death. It's about the cross of Jesus Christ. For he said, for I am determined. Paul said, I'm coming to a place and I want you to know why I'm here. You know how many of us live our lives or even go through a day or a week or let's just even go to say a worship service and we don't even know why we're here. We don't know what our purpose was this morning. Why did you come to church? Now again, you could have a lot of reasons and I'm not here to say that those reasons are wrong. But folks, at the very center, at the very core of why we are here today is the cross of Jesus Christ, the death, burial, and the resurrection of Him. For He said... For I am determined, for I determined not to know anything among you. Paul said that there was a purpose that these people had and that was that they were going to have to intentionally set aside to let them know that they were going to work for Christ. Matthew chapter 28. I want to spend a few minutes there if we can this morning, if God will allow Matthew chapter 28, the church was given a purpose. Now it's kind of been labeled as the Great Commission, but that's what a commission is, what God has told us to do. We have a purpose. Now, do you think that people use objects or things not for their intended purpose? I can't tell you how many times people have rigged up something or tried to fix it something. I'm like, I don't think that's what that was made for, but they use it for that anyway. How often in our life has God had a purpose for it and we misuse it or we put it in the wrong place at the wrong time or even the wrong way? The church was given a commission. And I want you to look here in Matthew chapter 28. I want to skip down to about the 16th verse. After Judas, and again, the original 12, and it says in verse 16, then the 11 disciples. Now, you may come this morning and say, now preacher, this is a purpose given to 11 people. That's a myth. This is actually given to the followers of Jesus Christ. This was something given to His church. This is something that even applies to us here at Shallow this morning that He says, when the 11 disciples went away into Galilee. So there was a Judas that was in the group. 
Judas had been no longer had extradited from the group. He was no longer part of the group. But you know what? The purpose of the, the church did not diminish just because one person had fell by the wayside. You know, this morning, I, I hate to even say this, and it bothers me to say this. There are people that are saved that when I say go to the wayside, they get away from God and they get right back out in the world. But do not forget what our purpose is in this life. Just because people go astray does not mean our mission has changed. Folks, this morning I understand that there are people that are lost that need to be saved. I understand there are saved people that have drifted away from God and they're not in fellowship with God. The mission of the church is not circumstantial. The mission of God has been established by Jesus. He said, I have a work for you to do. I have a purpose. Well, just because this one gets off the path or that one gets off the path, we feel like that we need to alter our mission and our, our, our purpose in life. And he says, then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee. We don't, nobody wants to be Judas. Nobody does. But there are Judases that are out there. There are people today that, 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 that don't fulfill their purpose of what they had. Uh, but let's keep reading here. It says, um, they went away into Galilee into a mountain Jesus had appointed them. Now, 17th uh, says, and when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Jesus had set aside a place that they were to worship. Now I want you to notice what he says. It says, and they went into a mountain where Jesus had appointed them. Now you can read it in the 7th verse and right there in the 10th verse that he had told them this is going to be your designated place. And he says, and Jesus had appointed. Do you think that there's a reason why Jesus appointed this place and it had a particular purpose. Now, let's just put this maybe in a little bit different term. Do you believe in the coincidence or do you believe in the providential hand of God that he orchestrated these people coming together? You know what I'm, I'm amazed about? Not just the church as a whole, but here at Shiloh Missionary Baptist Church that God has put his hand on all these people and he has, by his own divine hand, brought everybody here. And it's not just so we can talk about how good a week we've had or how bad a week we've had or, or what kind of uh, activities we enjoy. He brought us together here because that we might edify the very cross of Jesus Christ. That's what we're about. And the cross of Jesus Christ is not just on Sunday morning. It's every day. But he says that they came to a place that uh, they were going to be brought here. And notice what he says. And Jesus had appointed. Let's go on to read right here. And it says, and they worshipped him. He's going to bring them to Galilee. But now that was not going to be the stopping point. He's going to send them into all the world. He said, but if they're going to be obedient and come to Galilee, then I can send them to other places and they'll be obedient there. In other words, if they can be obedient in the short distance, they can do it in the long distance. You know what? This morning, if God were to look at you and I today, is He going to say, thank you. Thank you, my child, for coming to Galilee, the place that I have brought you, but your mission's not over yet. Your purpose has not ended now go ye therefore into all the world. And we're going to talk about that in a minute. He said, you're going to go to all these other nations. He said, yes, I want you to come to Galilee, but I got more for you to do. Church this morning, I want to tell you, just coming together on Sunday morning, the Lord's got a whole lot more for us to do. 
But you know what? I thank God for Galilee. I thank God for a rallying point. I thank God for a place that I can come and I'm not a ship without a sail. I have a purpose. I am here this morning and I have given direction in my life. And we allow that by raising our sail and God guiding us along the way. There's a lot of people today. You may even be here this morning. You're like a ship that was without a sail. You're lost. You're just, you're, you're, you're floating around. Whether it's by your own oars or whether it's by the, the current, you're just simply moving around. But God says that He desires that we might uh, follow after Him and keep going for Him. For He says, and they begin to worship Him. You know, once they put Jesus at the very center of their life, uh, they begin to truly worship Him. It says, and they worshiped Him. Uh, you know, I believe this morning that if we're going to worship Him, uh, we've got to serve Him and we've got to be obedient to Him. Your purpose this morning very much is about being obedient. But notice what He says there. Uh, in the, the latter part of that 17th verse, it says, And some doubted. You know, they had seen the resurrection and, and heard about the resurrection, uh, rather I should say, but you know, yet they still did not believe in that. You know, there are people that come together this morning, and I believe there are some that, just like he says there, it says, And some doubted. Uh, you know what I love about doubters? Put them with believers. I want you to ponder what I just said again. What I love about doubters is you put them in the mix of a bunch of believers. You know what happens? The believers don't become doubters, but the doubters become believers. You know what I thank God for this morning? I was raised in a place and I was brought to a place. I had doubts about me, but you know what? I was in the midst of a lot of believers. There was a gospel that was to reach me over and over and over again. And the purpose was not for me to try to rub off on them and make them doubters. The whole purpose is, is that the believers might make me as a doubter a believer in Him. This morning, do you want to be converted to doubting? Or do you want the doubters to be converting to believing? I'm going to raise both hands this morning and tell you this. I pray that if there's a doubter here this morning that you would realize that I believe. I believe in the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. I believe in that death and the burial and the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. I believe in those things. And I very, very seriously doubt that you can convince me of anything else because it was too real of an experience for me to doubt what God has done for me in my life. How do I know Jesus is alive? I've not visited that tomb, but I know He's well because He lives in my soul. But yet, right in the midst of believers, He said in that 17th verse, He said, but some doubted he said, you know, you're always, you're not always, but there's going to be times in your life when you're around doubters. But the prayer would be that they become believers in Him. For notice what He said in the 18th verse there. It says, And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. There's a lot of people today that truly do not understand the power that God has given to His church. So he said, I'm going to give you a purpose. I'm going to give you a commission. I'm going to give you a reason. Go ye therefore, and notice what he says. Go ye therefore and teach. Again, notice what he said. He said, I want you to make disciples all nations. Go ye therefore. Have you ever noticed that our purpose in life often has an action that goes along with that? He said, go ye therefore. You know, a lot of people feel like that if they can sit, lay, or stand right where they are, they can enjoy a true, close relationship with God. Folks, if you just want to sit right where you're at, stand right where you're at, or lay right where you are, you're like a ship without a sail. 
Are you one that's going to rise this morning and say, God, here I am. Send me where you would have me to go. And Jesus began to give him that commission. He said, I want you to go ye therefore. And notice what he said to all nations. He said, not just to the Jews. He said, but you're going to go to the Gentiles too. He said, all nations. Now, I don't... If you want to get on a map and look at how much he was talking about, he said, this is not some small task I'm giving you. But you know what? God did not give man a very small task when he told Adam. He said, you're in charge of everything that I've made. So you know what God said? God said, well, I'll send you a help meet. And that's when Eve was created from the rib of man. But you see today, God did not intend for us to try to, to go out into all nations by ourselves. He sent somebody alongside of us to help us. I'm not trying to take anything away from companionship. But folks, the best person we can have alongside of us to help us in our life is Jesus Christ. He is our help. He is our purpose. So when I say, when we talk about Jesus here this morning, and that, that we're like a ship without a sail, I'm not talking about Jesus as a, 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 just a person. I'm talking about Jesus as a purpose. He is our purpose. And he said, I want you to go therefore, and he says, and teach all nations. Notice what he said there. He said, teach all nations, teaching them. In the 20th verse, he says there, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. You know, these believers, these people that were commissioned by God, they had a purpose. He said, I want you to go, therefore, into all nations, baptizing them in the name of the, uh, in the, name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Ghost. You know, these people today, he says, there's a purpose that they need to have. He says, and they need one. They need the baptism, not baptism of the water, but baptism of the Holy Ghost. He said, I want you to teach people, instill these doctrines about whatsoever things I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. But listen to what Paul says back in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 2. For he says, for I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and his and him crucified. You know, I believe that Paul had how's the weather kind of conversations. I believe Paul very well could have had conversations. Well, are those shoes comfortable on your feet? There, these sandals sure are hard on mine. I, I'm sure that they had other conversations, but he wanted them to know he was not a shoe salesman. He wanted them to know that he was not there to be a weatherman and tell them what the weather historically has been nor will be. He said, I'm here because of the cross of Jesus Christ. What a witness it is for people around us to know. He said, you know what? Let's cut the small talk for just a minute. And he said, I'm not a ship without a sail that I'm just floating through this world. I'm here for a purpose. And that purpose is, he said, for I'm determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Paul wasn't about checking about their social status. Maybe what kind of a, a, a community hospitality they have where they feed the hungry or maybe the homeless. And don't get me wrong, all those things are good. Paul said, I'm here for one reason. My main reason, he said, is not to know anything uh, among you save Jesus Christ. You know, I believe a lot of people have taken Jesus and their, the crucifixion of Jesus and they put it on the back burner. 
God, let me put you in the backpack or let me kind of put you aside. I'm going to journey through this life and we'll talk about shoes and the weather and we'll talk about what kind of social needs that we can give to people. But he said, I want to lay all those things aside and I want them to know my number one reason. Folks, how many people even this very second have missed out on their purpose and what they are here for. Paul said, For I am determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and Him crucified. You know, if you're going to embrace Jesus, you've got to embrace Him as a person and you've got to embrace Him in His office too, which means you He was a prophet, He was a priest, and He was king. You have to believe in all those capacities. You know what? I believe in Jesus. Not just that, that He's in one office or another. I believe He's all of those. And today a ship without a sail means they don't know the purpose. But you know, we've got a wonderful counselor today. we got one that guides us and leads us and teaches us. And He said, I'm to do nothing else save Jesus Christ and Him crucified. You know, I believe it was important for Paul for the people to know about the cross of Jesus Christ. You know what? How important it is for people in your life to know about the cross of Jesus Christ. But let's just go a step further than that. How important is it for people in your life to know about the cross of Jesus Christ and what it's done for you? What about you this day? If you today were to take the death and the burial and the resurrection of Jesus Christ out of your life, what would your life be like? Now you can start talking about loneliness. Now you can start telling me about brokenness. Now you start telling me about uh, the, the evil that is in this world. But you see today, for those of us that are believers and saved, we don't have that element removed in our life. We have that element front and center in our life. You know what I've learned about perspective? I've learned this. If something is very, very far off, I can put my thumb or a coin up and I can cover up that and I, I can cover up an entire stadium that's far enough away with a coin because look at the distance it is. But you bring that stadium up with about 10 feet of me, there's not a coin big enough that's going to hide that. Folks, if we've got the cross of Jesus Christ front and center of our life, name me something that can cover it up. Ponder on that for just a minute. Name me something today because of the crucifixion of Jesus Christ in your life, and that is front and center, and that is close to you, name me something this morning that will cause you not to see that. Aren't you glad this morning that we can say that we're here for no other purpose, as Paul said, to save Jesus Christ and Him crucified? Paul said over in the book of 1 Timothy that that's the reason that Jesus came. Now let me just turn over and read it for just a minute. 1 Timothy chapter 1, and notice what he says in the 15th verse. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation that Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners of whom I am chief. You know what, today I believe that Paul was understanding that, that, that he had a purpose in his life. He had a purpose there in Corinth and he didn't want there to be any confusion. Why are we here? If you were to evaluate your life and people were to say, well, what was your purpose in life? Well, they helped me to do this, 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 and this, and that's fine. I'm not saying those things are wrong. But I pray today that we would be like Paul emphatically telling him, he says, you know what, all this small talk is good, but I want you to know that I am here not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Maybe you could word it like this. Paul said, my main agenda in this life is the cross of Jesus Christ. His main purpose, His main agenda, His main reason in life was the cross of Jesus Christ. 
What's your main purpose? What's your main agenda? What's your main reason? And again, you can fill in the blanks and you can search your own heart for all of those things. And Paul said, I might accomplish all these other things in life. He said, but I'm here to not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ, save Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Of all the things that we can teach people about, of all the things that we can give people, there's a lot of things we can do. But you know, Jesus said, what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world, but yet he loses his own soul? What is it that we're teaching people? What is it we teach a society that, 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 that you can accomplish all these things? But they're like a ship without a sail. That They don't have Christ in their life. They even have religion, but they don't have the, the true word in their life. That They have that. And Paul said, For I'm determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Let's think about the crucifixion for just a minute. I know we're coming into an Easter celebration. And a lot of people want to say that, Preacher, can, can we try to tone down the crucifixion a little bit? And people do. It, and, it, and the reason is, it was a very violent, painful situation that happened. We're talking about one that was beaten, yes, and I believe it was uh, a very bloody scene, and I believe in that. But you know, the whole Bible is about the blood of Jesus Christ. And I understand that. And you know, for a lot of people, they want to say, can we just kind of tone it down just a little bit? Can we not talk about how excruciating it was that that Jesus was crucified? Can we just tell people that Jesus died? And you know what? That is a true statement. Jesus died. But I want you to know something today that Jesus not only died for you, He suffered for you. Not only was He given as a sacrifice for you, He was given that uh, painful uh, time in His life where they scored Him there in the courtyard and He took that beating uh, as an innocent man and He took it for you. People want to talk about the death of Jesus, but they don't want to talk about the crucifixion. They don't want to talk about how he could not breathe. They don't want to talk about how he hurt. They do not talk about the pain. And they even don't want to talk about how that if he would have chosen to, he could have come down from the cross. But he stayed there. And the reason is, he did it for you. And Paul said, I want to save nothing. He said, not know anything among you, save Jesus Christ and him crucified. His life was all about the crucifixion of Jesus. And you know what? Paul had gone through a lot in his life. Paul had endured a lot in his life. And we would call it very painful things in his life. But even in that, he said, my pain, he said, I'm not going to compare that to what Jesus went through. He said, I'm here, so I've determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and Him crucified. The very purpose, the very meaning, the very grand objective, you might even call it, of Paul's life was that people might no, Jesus. This morning, why do we sing here at Shallow Church? Why do we pray? Why do we preach? Why do, we, why do people testify? Why do people even come to church? We have a lot of reasons. But may there be no unknown reason by which we're here. It's all about Jesus Christ and Him crucified. I love to sit down and talk to you all. and We all talk about a variety of topics. Some of them are very comical and some of them are very serious. We talk about a lot of things. But I hope that in this life you understand that the main reason I'm here is not because you're good company. The main reason I'm here is to tell you about Jesus Christ and Him crucified. I love to visit with you all and I'll I'll load up and go anywhere you want to go. Especially if you tell me we're going to eat somewhere, I'll go. I love it. I love to be with you all. 
But I don't want you to think that this life is all about finding somewhere good to eat or maybe even going to do it. I want you to know it's all about Jesus Christ and Him crucified. This morning, what's your life about? What's your purpose? What's your reason? People are still trying to come up with a definition of what is the meaning of life. Hello? We know what the meaning of our life is. You get saved and you become a witness and you tell others about Jesus and Him crucified. What's the meaning of life? Don't overcomplicate this, folks. Don't make it too hard. There's a true simple reason by which we're here. We're to point souls to Calvary. We're to point souls to Jesus Christ. It's John the Baptist even did that we can point and say, Behold the Lamb of God that can take away the sin of the world. We point to Jesus because He is the answer and the purpose for people in their life. If you've got Jesus, you've got a purpose here this morning. You're not a ship without a sail. You are on a mission. How many people are missing their mission? How many people are missing their purpose? Because they won't let the leadership of the Holy Spirit guide them to where they would have them to go and to the church He gave them. He said, I want you to first go. He said, then we're going to go out into all nations. He said, we're going to baptize them. He said, we're going to make disciples. He said, you're just not going to go out and tell them what they, look at what, what God can do. You're going to tell them, look at what God can do for you too. I'm not standing up here on a Sunday morning and say, look what God's done for Scott. Look what God's done for Scott. You know what? That's a wonderful thing. And I, that's all I know to tell you about what God's done for me. But you're not going to get to heaven based on what God's done for me. You're going to get to heaven based on what God does for you. What's God done for you today? One is you saved your soul. And then as he saved your soul, as he guided you along the way that you should go. Are you that one here this morning that you're a ship without a sail? God bless you this morning is my prayer. I pray that God would give you a purpose and guidance here in this life. I want us to get a song if we could.